Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's How Do We Fix It with Richard and Jim. Mom's Clean Air Force fighting against pollution and for democracy. I think the more that we connect the average citizen with their elected officials, the better off our entire system is going to be. We have forgotten that we can pick up the phone and call our elected officials. As Americans, we have put them on this pedestal and they have been inaccessible. And so bringing that idea of being a citizen and being active in democracy, both in the voting booth and then outside of the voting booth, is so important. I think we can solve so many issues if people start connecting with their elected officials. That, to me, I think is one of the key solutions to eliminating this huge partisan divide that we're seeing in the country right now. Our show is about fixes. Yeah, how to make the world a better place. How How do do we we fix it? it? How do we fix it? So, Jim, I'm wearing my glasses because you printed this script. Did I say script? This show is completely spontaneous. We don't have notes. A loose set of notes. Anyway, I can't read them. So, anyway, I'm going to say what just pops into my head rather than what's on the page. So, So, we're doing this show a couple months before the election. And there's been all this talk about Trump and Clinton and corruption and gridlock. And the airwaves are polluted. Right, right. And so today we get to talk about people working in a positive way for some positive change. A group called Moms Clean Air Force. And it's a grassroots group that lobbies for improved regulation and legislation around clean air and other environmental issues. So when I was saying that the airwaves were clogged up and polluted, I thought you'd go clean air force, but it didn't happen. Okay. Well, (laughs) Well, it wasn't on the script. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but the script is sated. Right. So our guest is Gretchen Dahlkemper. She's National Field Director for Moms Clear and Air Force. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So Gretchen, you say that the children's health is in danger. Make the case for that. Actually, according to the American Lung Association, over 55 million children in 191 countries are at risk for a premature death, increased rates of asthma and respiratory illness, low birth weight, and other health impacts from air pollution. So air pollution is your big cause. It is the big cause. And, and what got you interested in it? Um, you know, I always cared about the environment growing up, but it wasn't until I was pregnant with my second child, Fiona, um, that I really understood the magnitude of the problem. And a friend of mine was working on mercury pollution. And she was doing a press conference and said, you're pregnant. Can you, would you come do this press conference with me about uh-huh. mercury? And I said, well, I don't really know much about that, but I know I'm not supposed to eat tuna fish because I'm pregnant. 
So she sent me some talking points. And as happens in the third trimester, you don't sleep. So I remember one night I was up around three in the morning doing some research. And I found out that the mercury and the fish that I was not supposed to eat came from coal-fired power plants. Right. I grew up in western Pennsylvania. I grew up on Lake Erie. I grew up fishing for perch and walleye and eating mm-hmm. that on Friday nights at the fish fry. And there was a joke. Enjoy your perch, but don't eat too much. You'll start walking funny. But nobody told me that the mercury came from coal-fired power plants. Mm-hmm. And I got really angry. Why, as I'm growing a child who is very sensitive to the outside world, why am I being told not to eat tuna fish, but nobody is linking it to the cause? And at that point, I decided that I was going to volunteer for a local group and fight for the first ever limits to limit mercury pollution in our air. That's how I got involved. There's so much talk on national media about gridlock, especially over the environment. And yet your group has managed to talk across the aisle and get all kinds of different people involved. That's because we are all different kinds of people. Our group is art majors like myself, uh, attorneys, activists, nurses, but we're all, at the end of the day, moms. And we come from a lot of different places, and we recognize that we need all these voices to be solving these issues. Quite frankly, I don't like to call myself an environmentalist. I think the environmental community has failed in a lot of ways. They've created a very strong community for a very small portion of the public, You don't have to be a Prius driving solar panels on your roof person to care about climate change because at the end of the day, it impacts us all. But the environmental community has had a lot of success. The state of the air today is dramatically cleaner. Acid rain has been largely eliminated. It was a huge problem 25, 30 years ago. Emissions are, are down. Lead is out of gasoline. I mean, there is a lot of improvement Oh, huge, huge health improvements that we've seen. Like I said, I grew up in western Pennsylvania. Talk about air pollution in the Pittsburgh region. It was horrendous. That's why we have the Clean Air Act. But the really invisible pollution is the stuff that we haven't dealt with yet. That's also incredibly dangerous. So what are your top priorities? Right now it is um, acting on climate, so reducing carbon and methane emissions. Um, Also toxic chemical reform. As many people don't know that just a couple months ago, we uh, President Obama signed the biggest environmental law in nearly 30 years, uh, the Frank Lautenberg uh, 21st Century Chemical Safety Act. And that revised our old Tosca law, which was badly broken. Um, it was a bipartisan effort that came to the Senate floor with 60 co-sponsors, 30 Republicans, 30 Democrats, passed unanimously in the Senate, which is unheard of, and only lost 12 votes in the House. So so cooperation is possible, despite what we hear on the news. We can do it. Uh, We've done it, and we can do it if we really put our minds to it. The bill makes sure that chemicals are tested for safety before they hit the market. It also allows for chemicals that were grandfathered in under Tosca. We can now go back and test those for safety. So what is Tosca? Sorry about that. The Toxic uh, Substances Control Act is from 1976. And it was meant to protect us from toxic chemicals. But it was badly broken. Under Tosca, you cannot even um, get asbestos off the market. So we have not seen it work. And we have not been able to regulate the chemicals that we come in contact with every day. So this is a huge win that's going to have huge impacts across the board. I'm not talking about the soaps on your body or the shampoo in your hair. That's different. This is the chemicals and the products that are in our homes and our schools and in our cars. And what I find kind of interesting about that, it's not just the government. It's not just passing a law and saying the government must regulate and the government must do that. But it's creating this kind of marketplace where, for instance, Walmart 
has really stepped up and is kind of a leader in this area now. Consumers drove this. Consumers drove fixing this. And um, they drove places like Walmart to say that they're going to eliminate the top 100 toxic chemicals out of their products that they're producing. Um, And consumers demanded changes in the market. And government caught up to Mm. what America was already doing. Yeah, don't you think? I've always felt like a lot of activists don't really realize how much power they have to affect the behavior of these big corporations. And I think it's a positive story that maybe doesn't get as much attention. Oh, absolutely. And people can affect change. And let's be clear, government is the last stop. Well, the federal government is your last resort. There is so much change that can happen through your pocketbook, through the choices you make in your home, through local government, through your school boards, through the state. The federal government should be the last stop. But there is a lot that the individual can do before we get to that point. What about poor communities, though, where people are struggling, often uh, have two or three jobs going at the same time to try and feed the family? Many poor people live in areas of high pollution. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think a majority of African-Americans live close to a power plant. Um, much more likely to have asthma than white children, for example. And they continue to bear the burden of the pollution. And as we're looking at um, enacting rules that do limit pollution, we have to make sure that it's just not traded off for their health. We're not just talking about urban communities of color, but there are very many rural communities that for decades and decades and a century have been used and then left in disrepair by the fossil fuel industry. So investing in those communities is incredibly important. So speaking of fossil fuels, I, I see a lot on your website about fracking. What's your overall take on fracking, and do we need changes in our policy with regard to the fracking process? The fracking process is uh, relatively new, but we've been extracting natural gas for a very, very long time. Um And what we have been finding is that the methane emissions associated with oil and gas extraction, transmission, compression, refining, is that the methane emissions are a stronger climate forcer than carbon in the short term. Um, You know, fracking is not going anywhere. Oil and gas production and extraction is not going anywhere today. We need to get off of fossil fuels as quickly as possible. But in the short term, reducing our methane emissions... By doing that, it creates jobs, it saves money for the consumer, it saves money for the company, and also limits the climate pollution that we're spewing into our air. But you're not, unlike some people in the environmental movement, you know, I come from a more contrarian view. I was at a a folk festival one time where there were all these activist tables, and there was one that said, ban mountaintop removal, you know, for coal mining. I'm like, yeah, I'm for that. And then, you know, the next one said, ban fracking. And then the next one said, close our local nuclear power plant. I'm sort of thinking, well, you're going to have to, <laughs> you have to pick two out of that. You're not going to be able right. to do all three. I feel like sometimes the environmental movement needs to do a better job of balancing the costs and the benefits of different forms of energy use until we get to that sort of holy grail of entirely renewable. But we're not there yet. Um We are finding out more and more the negative impacts of oil and gas extraction. What was thought of as a clean fuel 10 years ago, we're no longer seeing that it's a clean fuel. For example, in Pennsylvania, where I live, in the five most fracked counties, we're seeing a rise in childhood leukemia. But like I said, it's not going anywhere. It's great that New York State, where we are now, banned fracking, but it's also the second biggest consumer of natural gas in the country, which means my home state is seeing an increase in extraction. Also... We can get to 100% renewable energy to power our homes, but a lot of the oil and gas isn't used to power our homes. 
It's used in the products we buy every day, the products we use. It's used in our plastics. It's used in our fertilizer. It's used in our petrochemical industry. And so recognizing that big picture, mm-hmm. let's look at what we can do now. We can move as quickly as possible to renewable energy. We can get to 80% renewable energy here in the United States by 2050. That's something that we can do. We can reduce our methane emissions. We can do that for a penny per cubic pound. Can't remember, I'm not a scientist. I can't remember what it is. But <laughs> we can do it cheaply, and we mm-hmm. can do that, and it'll have a big health and climate impact. But it's not as simple as just say no. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very big, complicated issue, and we're looking at the solution. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right. You have a personal side to this and that is you have a child with asthma right? I do my yeah. daughter Fiona has asthma um, it really impacted the empathy I feel to people who deal with this every single day we lived just a block and a half from I-95 we were able to move away from there which significantly reduced the asthma attacks that she was having but the missed school days the missed work days and the cost of the medications have been really high um, I'm very lucky that it's not something that has a huge burden on my life. I can take the day off of work, and I'm not going to be penalized for that. She's young, so she can be out of school, so she's not penalized for that right now. And I have health insurance. But for many, many families, that is not the story. And in my neighborhood in southwest Philadelphia, one in four kids are suffering from asthma. And many of them don't have the resources to deal with it. They cannot take the day off of work because they work two or three jobs. And rates of asthma are on the rise. Despite the fact that we are reducing air pollution, the rates of asthma are still on the rise. Um, The rate of ozone is going up because of climate change. The rate of stagnant air is going up because of climate change. And all of those impact kids with asthma, um, the elderly, and those at risk for heart disease. You mentioned living close to I-95 in Philadelphia. And what can we do in the transportation sector to make progress? So under the Obama administration, we have reduced the pollution, the tailpipe emissions from cars, from trucks. Um, But we can do more. We can make more investment in um, affordable electric vehicles, hybrids, in addition, making sure that we have air monitors near those road sites so that when we are looking at air quality and informing people like myself who have kids or families in those sensitive groups, I check the air quality index, the Mm -hmm. AQI. Yeah, that's really helpful. Yeah, Yeah. especially in the summer so that I know if it's an orange alert day that I'm not going to take my daughter out between, you know, 11 and 4 where she's more at risk for an asthma attack. But if those air monitors aren't located near the highway, they may be off. 
Um, and so making sure that we are recording the data in the places that are most polluted, where the most sensitive groups are living, so that they have accurate information so they can protect their health is important. Our show is about solutions. Yeah. And one of the things I find really interesting about Moms Clean Air Force is the way you go about urging or... I'm going to use a sexist term, nagging um, uh, legislators to to change the law. How do you do that? I mean, do you sometimes bring your kids with you? Absolutely. But we do uh, a few different things. One is moms are really busy. So we have what we call nap time activism tools. And so we engage moms in a way that they can do very quickly, very easily, and they can do from the comfort of their own home on their iPhone. They can do it on their computer. They can pick up the phone and make a quick phone call. And we also do bring moms and kids into the offices of legislators. When we talk about the election, I think the more that we connect the average citizen with their elected officials, the better off our entire system is going to be. We have forgotten that we can pick up the phone and call our elected officials. And we've forgotten that we can stop into the office and tell them what we think about something. As Americans, we have put them on this pedestal and they have been inaccessible. And so bringing that idea of being a citizen again and being active in democracy, both in the voting booth and then outside of the voting booth is so important. I think we can solve so many issues if people start connecting with their elected officials again. That, to me, I think is one of the key solutions to eliminating this huge partisan divide that we're seeing in the country right now. And along that line, you've found some pretty interesting allies in this. Absolutely. We work with conservatives. We work really closely with the Evangelical Environmental Network. Which what, is, is, what is that? It's a, uh, a group run by my friend Mitch. I'll make sure that he tunes in here. Um, and they engage conservatives on issues related to climate change. Evangelicals specifically, talking about the moral call that as evangelical Christians, they have a moral responsibility to protect the health of their families. They, need, they have a moral responsibility to protect the health of their children. We work a lot with nurses who are on the front lines of dealing with asthma, school nurses who have a cupboard full of inhalers and giving them a path to be an advocate for the students that they are dealing with each and every day. Um, and so it's really interesting. And we've got Republican moms that are working every day talking with their legislators. And we've got Republicans now who are out there saying, we're going to work on solutions. And it's really exciting because we can't do it on one side of the aisle. It must be a united effort. Talk about the power of mommy bloggers, Mo- those, those nap time activists. Those nap time activists. Well, you know, we're on social media now. And because we're so busy, you can create a community online. So with mommy bloggers and through our social media channels, we're able to create a community that can talk to one another, that can share best practices and stories, and just talk about being a parent and what being a parent means, and that sometimes being a mom means being a good advocate. Any dads in the Moms Clean Air Force? Oh, absolutely. We have dads and moms and grandparents and aunts and uncles and friends. So anyone can join. Uh, We do focus on empowering women to go out and be advocates. But just because you're not a mom doesn't mean you don't care about children's health. And we welcome anyone into our team. What can we do as consumers? You can make better choices in your home. Um, EPA has a new label, and it's safer choice label. That means that those chemicals in there have been tested and that they're confident that they're better for your health. And so if you are shopping for products, I would look for that safer choice label from EPA. And you can also um, help your community make better choices. One story I think is one of my favorite is early on in Moms Clean Air Force, there was a mom in Columbus, Ohio, Jenny Lynn, who um, had uh, beat breast cancer at a very young age. And her son, Chase, was entering grade school. And she knew that the chemicals they were using in the school probably weren't healthy for Chase. She didn't know what had caused her breast cancer, but she assumed it was something environmental. 
And so she did some research and realized that the chemicals they were using were toxic. You mean like cleaning chemicals? Cleaning that chemicals. Kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Chemicals to um, take care of the pests that were in the school, mm-hmm. so roaches and mice, et cetera. And so she started talking to her school and saying, you know, can we use something different? Can we use cleaner products? Can we use cleaner products that are affordable and that fit in with your budget? And she pushed at Mom's Clean Air Force. We were talking a lot about air pollution from the fossil fuel industry. And she said, this is really important. This is going to impact a lot of kids. And so she, um, in a year, had four school districts around the Columbus, Ohio area switched to cleaner and healthier cleaning products, started using integrated pest management. And that has a direct impact on the health of the kids in that school and her son, Chase. So there are things we can do. You can do it in your home. You can do it in your church, your community center. Um, you can do it at your kid's school um, or your parents' um, home if they are in a senior living center. Um, and is there anything that you wanted to say that we didn't get to? Or was there something on those notes? Anyway. You know, I would just say do something. Do something to make a difference, whether you care about saving baby whales or bike paths or climate change, whatever you care about as a person to get involved. It might not be the issues that Moms Clean Air Force is working on, but if you care about something, get involved and contact your elected officials. Like I said, it's so important to connect with the people who represent us and make the decisions. So if you are not involved in something, go out, get involved, whatever you care about, make it your passion, make it your issue, and make a difference in the lives of your community. Great message. Gretchen Dahlkemper, thank you very much. Thank okay, you. It was fun. So I guess her takeaway is get involved and that even if you're just one citizen, you can have an impact. And not only an impact, say, among your neighbors, but also with legislators. Because I think that the way the whole debate about money and politics has been framed is that if you're not a big lobby, you won't have any impact at all. That's not well, necessarily this, true. Well, this year, certainly on the presidential race, has completely blown up that idea. Um, and But I also think that you really shouldn't underestimate how you can move the behavior of these big corporations and just influence your own impact on the planet. You know, run the air conditioner a little less, drive a hybrid car, carpool. These are little things, but they all add up. Now, a bunch of shows we've talked about the hyper-partisan divide in this country, and we've had Mark Gerzon on talking about that. We've had John Gable, even with Steve Hilton. But I think that Gretchen Dahlkamper makes a great point about one way to narrow the partisan divide is to get involved. Politics has a really terrible name, but once you jump into the pool, it's not nearly as bad as it might seem. Well, well, the example of that bipartisan bill is a really good one. We keep hearing about, you know, Congress is broken and no one wants to work together. And, you know, a lot of times they do. Those stories don't get a lot of attention, but they work together more than more than we think. But I'm also frustrated as, as a journalist that you pick up a copy of a newspaper, which a lot of people don't do anymore, or you read websites or you watch cable TV especially, and you think that everything's going to hell yeah. and and that there's nothing you can do about it. There's, right. no, solu- there's that, no focus on solutions. And that pessimism is part of what's driving the Trump phenomenon, I think. I think it's amplified by certain kinds of media. And that's why I was pushing back a little bit on the environmental side. There are areas we need to do more work, but I don't think it helps your cause if you don't acknowledge that things have gotten so much better. 
And it's not just regulation. Regulations have definitely helped. But a lot of corporations, a lot of industrial processes are just getting cleaner. They're getting better. They're getting more efficient. And we need to celebrate that and, and recognize it. And pretending like the world's constantly falling apart does not really help your mission in the long run. Couldn't agree more. And, and no, Gretchen was good about that. I mean, yeah. I thought the point she made about that was good. I also thought that what she said about fracking and natural gas. It's such a boogeyman among a lot of environmental circles. I take the contrarian position that with all its problems, fracking is still a net positive for the environment because it means much less coal is burned. But just fighting a a lasted battle against all forms of fracking may not really be productive. One other thing I think is very positive. This group, Moms Clean Air Force, working with conservative mommy bloggers and working with this group, Evangelical Environmental Network, which is a group of social conservatives, evangelical conservatives, who they may passionately disagree with about some issues, but are taking this and working across the divide. And that's the way it should be. And of course, you know, the environmental movement, it's, you know... It used to be called conservation. It, it's something that, that actually has a lot of roots in, in conservatism, or it's certainly a, a, an area of common ground between the right and the left, where the right part's course is when they see something as being excessive regulation. I see environment as one area where you can't get around government regulation. You need to regulate the people dumping pollution in the waterways and in the air, where they're taking advantage of, of this resource and not paying for it. But I also think we need to be sensitive about the limits of regulation. I'm just going to let you talk more and more about government involvement. It's great. Music to my <laughs> I ears. Could go on, I could go on and on. But, but listen, you've got to be realistic here. Milton Friedman actually said this. You know, the great conservative economist who was a real libertarian at heart, he said that the people dumping pollution in waterways and into the air, they're actually imposing a cost on everyone else that they're not paying for. So it's not really fair. And there's no way to make them pay that cost without the government playing some role in it. The show's How Do We Fix It? I'm Richard Davis. And I'm Jim Meggs, and I could go on all day. <laughs> sure could. <laughs> Don't worry. But, but let's we'll, wrap it up. We'll edit you out. <laughs> Our producers, Miranda Schaefer. Our audio engineer, Denise Barbarita. Here at beautiful Mona Lisa Studios in Uptown Manhattan. The show is produced by Davies Content. Get in touch with us if you want to do a podcast or hear more. DaviesContent.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.